Hello, one, two, one, two, look at that. Bunch of amateurs, I am, I tell you. Um, <laughs> that was my favourite thing, because just someone just shouted, cheese and ham, when I walked on the stage, and I forgot that that was the question. Um, what's your favourite sandwich, Phil? It's cheese and ham, isn't it, Daniel? It's got to be cheese and ham. Anyone else? No, no. All right. Sorry. Um, okay, what, what do you love? Favourite sandwich filler? I love it. Curry chicken. Mmm, coming for lunch with you. Anyone else? Bacon and egg. Tuna sandwiches. Anything else? I could be here all day talking about this. Oh, a fish finger butty. That might have won it, actually. I do love a fish finger butty. Um, I promise I will move on at some point, I think. No, I will. I will move on. I, that will become relevant in just a second. But I've been thinking about how some people have a subject that they could just talk about all day. Like some of you, I bet it's sport or football. You could just talk about football all day. For some of you, you might be at Vans, I know, hate it. Some of you, it might be history. You might just love reminiscing on the past and talking about history. I love it. Some people love talking about politics and current affairs and they could talk about it all day. Some people love talking about their favourite subject themselves and they could talk about it all day. Um, but me, my favourite subject is to talk about food. And I could talk about it all day. Hence why I asked you all what your favourite sandwich filling is. I don't need to know. But these things excite me. I could talk about food all day. I love it. I love thinking about food, talking about food, preparing food, eating food. I am extremely passionate about food. I joined a running club recently and um, I, I've got myself a bit of a reputation for the one that just talks about food all the time. I run along and if it's a morning run, I go, what's for breakfast? If it's an evening run, what's for tea? It appears that it's all I talk about. But when you're passionate about something, you want to talk about it. You will engage with anyone who will listen when you've got something that you want to talk about. And we've been in a series for the last eight weeks, I think, um, where Jesus has gathered people. We're looking at this in the Bible. Jesus has gathered people and he is talking to them about things that he is passionate about. This speech is called the Sermon on the Mount, and you'll find it in the Bible, in the New Testament of the Bible, in a book called Matthew, and it's in chapter 5, 6, and 7. And we have been here, like I said, for about eight weeks, and Jesus, um, when we started talking about it in January, he was talking about prayer. So we talked about prayer. And then in February, Jesus talked a bit more about prayer, so we talked a bit more about prayer. And here we are in March, and Jesus is still talking about prayer. So we're going to talk a little bit more about prayer. Jesus talked about prayer because he is passionate that you would know that there is an invitation to you to pray to him, to talk to him, to ask him things. And so we are going to open up this subject again on prayer. And I suppose that just like I would take any opportunity to talk to you about food, feel free to talk to me after about food if you'd like to. And um, that's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, I just want to keep telling you about this thing called prayer. I want to keep telling you about why it's important. I want to keep welcoming you in to this conversation. So we're going to read a few verses from the Bible. These are Jesus's words that we're going to read. And they are from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11. They say this, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So there is a very simple invitation from Jesus. If you're passionate about something, tell him about it. If there's something you need, ask him about it. If you're looking for something, seek him for it. Don't stop talking about it. Don't stop going to him with it. Don't stop. Don't just ask him once and then give up on it. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Now, I worry that I lack social skills sometimes when I get onto the subject of food, because I gave you a brief example of me at my running club, but let me tell you how it actually went. We were running around Sefton Park, and I was chasing a bunch of women going, but what are you actually having for breakfast? Tell me what you're having for breakfast. That's the real image, and sometimes I think we as humans need to know when to stop talking and rein it in. But in prayer... We need to know when to start talking and ramp it up. God wants us to be passionate. He wants us to come to us and pursue, to come to him and to pursue him with the things that we want. Um, in another book in the Bible, there's an account by um, someone called Luke. And he is documenting Jesus telling a parable. And a parable is just a story with a point. So Jesus is telling this story and there's a point to it. And Jesus is telling a parable of the persistent widow. It's about a widow who came to a judge over and over, asking him to grant justice about a situation where she'd faced injustice. He came, she came over and over and over to him until finally he relented and granted her that justice. Now, the Bible makes me laugh because sometimes you read something and you're like, how is this relevant and why is this in there? And then other times, Jesus makes it super simple by literally saying the words. Jesus told his disciples this parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. That was the story he was trying to tell. Keep praying and don't give up. Keep praying and don't give up. And this invitation keeps being littered throughout the Bible and throughout the New Testament of the Bible. Here's another example in a book called Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 18. It says, pray in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers, asking for everything you need. And to do this, you must always be ready and never give up. Here it is again in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, that says, rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying some of the translations of, say that, of that verse say, keep on praying and never give up. And I just felt this check in my spirit today that someone needed to hear to keep on going, to keep on praying. And I've been in a situation where I have been praying and praying and praying for something and God has not answered it and I have just given up. So maybe it was me that the Holy Spirit was talking to and he was like, Lois, I just want to tell you again. Don't give up. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on praying. Don't stop now. And he said this thing to me that's like floored me. He said, what if your breakthrough is just one prayer away? What if your miracle that you are believing for is one prayer away? What if that thing that you are desperate to see changing is one prayer away? What if that encounter with God where you've just been like, God, are you even real? 
I don't even know if you are real. What if that is you? What if he is just one prayer away? That is what persistent prayer is. It's believing that maybe, just maybe, we can keep on praying because I believe it might be one prayer away. And as I say that, I know that unanswered prayer can be disappointing and deflating and painful. And I know sometimes we're in seasons where we are asking God to speak. We're like, give me an answer, God. Tell me something. And it's silent. And in those times, that silence is deafening. Sometimes we feel like we have got no fight in us to keep on praying because we're not seeing him open doors and we're not seeing him give us answers. But Jesus' invitation today is keep on praying. And here's what will happen when we do. There will be um, one of three possible answers to prayer. God will either say yes or he'll say no or he'll say not yet. And sometimes God does say yes. Sometimes God answers prayers. We have just, Steve shared that we've been like hearing about, about prayers that God has answered where he has been like, yes, I'm going to do that. And when God says yes, we can turn our prayer into praise. That is why we believe in sharing praise reports and celebrating what God has done. That's why every Sunday we will say, tell us if God's done something in your life. Because we love turning our prayer into praise. God is in the business of answering prayers. We say that quite a lot and it feels like a flippant sentence, but we say it because we've seen it. Like that song said, we have witnessed it. We believe God answers prayers. We have seen him do it. He is a good God. And sometimes by the grace of God, he says yes. So when he says yes, we turn our prayer into praise. Sometimes, though, God says not yet. And when God says not yet, we turn our prayer into trust. Sometimes we can ask God for things and it can feel like the longest waiting season. And I've had times where I've been like, God, I need you to answer this now. Because, like, I just need it now. And it's like, where even is God? And there's a Bible teacher called Mike Bowman, and he always says, um, well, he quite often says, if I could get God a gift, I would get him a watch, because he seems to always be late. And I always think the same. I'm always like, God, you're a bit late on the uptake. I need you to do it now. Because sometimes we feel like God is in a different time zone to us. But here's what the Bible says. In 2 Peter chapter 3, it says this, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, because the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. It feels hard to say this sometimes, but God is never late. He's never early. He's never too fast. He's never too slow. God is always right on time. And so when God says, not yet. When we ask God for something and he says, it's just not for now. We can trust that with God, his timing is perfect. He will deliver on his promises at the exact right time. And sometimes it feels like it is not in our time zone, but he is good and faithful on his promises and he will deliver them at just the right time. So when God says not yet, we can turn our prayer into trust and trust that his timing is perfect. 
So sometimes we do all this praying. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says not yet, but sometimes, honestly, he says no. And I have never heard God be like, no way. I've never asked for something and God is like, absolutely not. But I have known God's no. I have known the pain of God just being like, that's not happening. I've known the pain of praying for people and actually they weren't healed. And it feels like God said no. I've known um, what it is to pray for difficult situations to be fixed. And those situations haven't been resolved. I've known what it is to pray for relationships to work out and be like, please God, let this be the one. And then it's not. And that no can be hard, can't it? Sometimes, though, God does say no. And I know that I won't be the only one. I know that some of you will have known the painful, hard no from God where he closes the door. Where we're knocking for it to be open, but God closes it. And if I can just be really honest, that is why I found this message hard to prepare. Because I was like, but God... How can I read Matthew chapter 7 that says, ask and you shall receive, when I know what it is to not receive, and when I know that some of my friends have been asking and passionately, persistently praying for something, and you seem to be saying no, and I was like, I don't think I can preach that message. And I know that for some of you, life just hasn't gone the way that you prayed it would. Maybe you prayed for a spouse, but yet you're still single. Maybe you have been praying to become a parent, but it's just not happened. Maybe you prayed for healing for someone, but actually you had to go to their funeral. Maybe you have been praying and praying for a job, but you get turned down at every application. There are times through life when for some reason, God says no. And we don't always understand it. I cannot stand up here and tell you why, other than that sometimes we don't understand it. And there are accounts in the Bible of God sometimes saying no. And it doesn't always make sense. There's a story in the Old Testament in um, a book called Second Samuel. And it's about someone called David, King David. And King David's had a child, but he is pleading with God to save the life of his poorly child. David fasted and he prayed for days and for days, praying that God would save him. But on the seventh day, the child died and God said no. And I say that story with like, utter sensitivity, knowing that that will be some people's reality or that will translate to some people's pain. And for some reason, God says no. And we just want to give it all up when God says no. Sometimes we just want to pack prayer in and be like, prayer doesn't work because God said no. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to us in the moment, but as Christians and as followers of Jesus, and this is available to you today because you can put your faith in Jesus today and get this incredible gift that Christians have. And it's this crazy, insane, senseless thing called hope. And hope means that when God says no, we can believe that just sometimes he has a better yes. When God says no, it's not for a punishment, it is for a purpose. 
When God says no, and, when, and maybe you're in the painful, hard place of knowing what it is to have God say no, and maybe you've not seen his better yes yet, putting your faith and your trust in Jesus means that you have access to hope. That one day, maybe this side of eternity, you will see and know and experience his better yes. But maybe you are in the middle of the mysterious mess where you're like, I can't see that better yes. I don't know what it is. You can still today choose to have hope that God always has a purpose. I was really struck as I was reading that story about David by David's response. What David does, the Bible says, is um, in his devastation and in his heartbreak, he went into the house of the Lord and he worshipped. And when God says no to us, that's when we turn our prayer into worship. And it doesn't feel like it makes sense. And worshipping God didn't bring David's son back. Worshipping God didn't change David's situation. But in that worship, when David turned his prayer into worship, what David did find was healing in his heartbreak. He found a closeness to God that he couldn't explain. He found a peace that made no sense because he chose, after God's no, to trust in God's good plan and good purpose and turn his prayer into worship. And that's what happens when we keep on praying, when we keep on pushing, and when we keep on being persistent in our pursuit of God, we find God. Like that verse says, when you seek him, you'll find him. Keep on looking because you'll find him. He can heal you and he can carry you if you'll just turn your prayer into worship because he can prepare you for what's next. And maybe your better yes is just ahead. And maybe one day you'll be able to see it and celebrate it. And you'll be able to look back and know that when God said no, it's because he had this in store for me. When God said no, he knew what he was doing because he had a plan and a purpose for my life and for beyond my life as well. And so when Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7 says, this is Jesus talking, he says, if you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And that's why I can say this message today, knowing that God is good, knowing that God knows what's good for us, and knowing that sometimes we ask him for things and he says no, but it's because he always knows best and he has a plan and a purpose. And it is not to harm us, it's to help us. And it's not to punish us, it's to give us a purpose. Because we can have hope in a God who is faithful, that he will deliver on his promises. He is good all the time, even when it doesn't look like it makes sense. And even when it looks like God is shutting us down, God has a plan and a purpose. So I just want to remind you today that if you are in the pain and mystery of knowing God's no to your unanswered prayer, he is still good and he so loves you and he so has a plan for you and he so has a purpose for your pain. He knows us better than we know ourselves and we can trust in God and we can trust God and know that he knows what he's doing, even when we don't know why he's doing it. There's a verse that um, 
I love to come back to because it helps to tie up things when it doesn't feel like things are making sense. And this verse is in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and it says this, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose for them. And I know that today, maybe you are like, God, what on earth are you doing in my life? I have been praying and I have been asking and I have been believing, but it's not looking good and it's not making sense. And maybe today, if there is one thing that you could take away, it's just that, that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. When God says yes, we turn our prayer into praise. When God says not yet, we turn our prayer into trust. And when God says no, we have an invitation to come even closer to God by turning our prayer into worship. We're going to sing a song now. We sing a song at the end of our sentence to seal what God is saying to us. And for every single person in here, what God is saying to us will be unique and different. And I just want to encourage you as we sing this song and as we sing about the spirit of God working in us, why don't you just begin to say to God, God, I am praying for this. I want you to do this. I want you to answer this prayer. Why don't you just begin to let God do things in your heart and reveal his good plan and his good purpose to you? If you're comfortable and you want to, do you want to stand with us as we sing this song? And before we sing, I'll just pray for us. Father God, I am so grateful that you know what you're doing. And that what, and I haven't got a clue what on earth you are playing at. When I don't understand why you're not answering our prayers, God, I thank you that you are in control that you are trustworthy, that you deliver on your promises, that you are a God who is for us, who loves us, and who has a great plan and purpose for our lives. And God, we choose to say yes to that radical, crazy hope. We choose to say yes to you today, knowing that you are a good and faithful God. Amen.